0: Recording in progress. Hello.
1: (laughs) We are a progressive podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Always strikes last. (laughs) We're striking
1: last.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're striking last and having a good time. Yeah. Uh Someone's welcome to the show. out there is
1: wearing thin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can
2: stretch it a little <laughs> bit more.
0: No, seriously. <laughs> how's it going, guys? Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Miles and always. I'm joined. Joined by Jack and Matt as, as per usual. Jack, welcome back to uh, uh, well, I guess I, I'm not where you are, so it really seems ridiculous to welcome you back uh, to the United States. <laughs>
1: That's true. I, I was in like epic Mordor, Europe. You know, across the mountains and be forced into the Mines of Moria. You're in like Hobbiton, more. Hobbiton yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Green fields and pasties and elevenses and all that. Oh, I love I'm,
2: pasties. I'm just in Endor, just in Endor, <laughs> hanging around on the moon of Endor. There we go. <laughs>
1: Well, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, I did have a chance to listen to our podcast last week, you know, when I was uh, coming back on the flight, and uh, I heard a lot of tales about how my mind was going to be blown, I'm excited it, to have it blown.
0: Uh, no, excellent. I think it is uh, going to get blown because so many things are happening in the game right now.
2: It's it's actually almost too much to keep up with. It's It's I, too much to
0: fit. I think it's specifically too much to keep up with. Uh I don't think it's almost too much
1: to keep yeah, up with. Yeah, it's it's we're definitely in <laughs> in that in that zone right now. I think we were we were thinking about it before the episode and we realized that we are in the midst of a storm. We are maybe in the eye of the storm, but there's definitely a book NATO going on. And oh, yeah. no one no one can be expected to really have this stuff dialed in right now because it's too much all at once for that to really settle yet.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. The the uh, powers that be have uh, misaligned their release schedule, and now we are feeling the bite of the invariable uh, correction. Uh, so, uh, what did we just come up with? Was it eight books? So, if we include Gloomspite, gets uh, Gloomspite gets KO Beast of Chaos, uh, Slanesh, Corn. Uh, Bone Reapers and uh, so blight, Soul and then we are on the cusp of Seraphon Lizard Wizards. So that is uh, yeah. eight or nine books. Uh, I, I was not counting very well, um, but that's like a third of all the factions in the game, basically been, just in
1: 2023, like right yeah, now,
0: <laughs> have been released in the past uh, four to five months, depending on when you're counting.
1: It's um, so nuts. It's, it's, it's such a crazy value proposition too right before we even approach the rules and all the interesting stuff we'd like to focus on here uh just imagine like trying to convince your buddy that they want to be in this cool competitive game like so here's what you got to do you yeah. got to go drop 450 dollars to make sure your rules updates stay current <laughs> right mm-hmm. and you have a good reference and then <laughs> and then you'll go from there also you should buy some models in addition to that <laughs>
2: Well, and then and then the insanity of, uh, you know, will they be current? Are we at the end of the books before the edition? Dun dun dun! As we've seen with some other editions that are coming. Sure.
0: Well, I know uh, flesh eater Eater courts
2: are still,
0: uh, still yet to be updated. That's true. Maybe they'll be the bad guys in next summer's uh, fourth edition starter box.
2: I really want. Be interesting they need they need some more
0: units that's for sure right although i if this if i mean it's hard to say that we've established a cycle because we've had three data points but uh i thought it was going to be a chaos bad guy in next starter box based on the pattern thus far and not a death faction but maybe we're getting off track. We have a book NATO. Let's deal with the with the matter at hand. Here we uh, are talking
2: about a book NATO, and we're like, hey, what's the one that hasn't been updated? Yeah, uh, exactly. Let's not worry about that.
0: So <laughs> uh, do we just want to run through them sort of rapid fire and give the impressions of uh, what's cool about the book? Um, how strong do we think it is? And uh, I don't know anything else that you find super dope
1: spicy outtakes maybe but yeah i think that's fair we don't have to do a full book review of each book in like five minutes obviously the whole other podcast dedicate many episodes to that and we occasionally you know play around with it so let's
2: i think we've gone verbatim on you know uh the destruction and beast of chaos books previous so we don't really need to delve into those sure probably just the uh what is it the I think corn and Slanesh. Have we? Yeah. Have we?
0: Have we gone into that? I don't think we Slanesh? have.
2: So let's let's <laughs> Not do it. Really? Yeah. All so right. Some, where should we start? Let's do some. Blurbs. So let's. You got it, Miles.
0: You got it. Oh no, I was going to say, uh, you two, uh, as our resident Slanesh players, what's the deal? What's cool about this book?
2: Everything. Slanesh Everything. is the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's my world. I love. it. Makes it. me feel good in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Slanesh finally got a rule that doesn't feel abusive. Um, You are trading off whatever you're doing with it um, and you're basically making your opponent make you're forcing a decision on your opponent, which I think is probably the most fun thing you can do in a game because that creates an interactive environment. Mm -hmm. Now, the outcome of that decision is probably going to work in your favor regardless, but there is uh, they can choose which way it's going to work in your favor. Which is true. even better,
0: and nah, I haven't decided. I, I probably depends. It's probably list dependent. It's probably dependent on what you're playing. But in that, in my games against Lenech so far, I feel like the the choice is always give the depravity points, um, because you're going to hit thirty six depravity by turn two, three anyway. Have at it. At which point, I don't care how much depravity you have because you're not summoning anything. Uh, I don't know. Back
2: and forth depends. It's army. Well, it's it's definitely matchup dependent. Uh, because if you're mm-hmm. gonna use yeah. the combat thing to <laughs> uh fill or to uh farm depravity, you know you're gonna run into problems if you're up against let's say like uh beast claw raider heavy army or um sure I don't know slaves to darkness with two up saves that you just can't get through right. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, there yeah. it's matchup dependent on that, um, and even then too right if you're up against uh chaos warriors with five and up shrug it's not going to
0: be as good for hey do you want that six um sure although uh i've been playing uh some maggot king of nurgle and i had you know plenty of uh, you know he was getting plenty of points off me don't you worry well, the dice <laughs> abide right the dice <laughs> ab- yeah, oh yeah
1: but that, that uh, makes sense. That makes sense. Cause they want a fat sack of wounds, right? That's really the ultimate depravity generator thing. They don't want exactly. tough nuts to crack. They don't want like to have to burn all those attacks on something with max 10 depravity get. Cause it's like a 10 minute unit or something. Right. They want to be like, here's 50 depravity bucket. I can mostly kill it and get all that I want, either in a single or double activation of the keeper or something nearby. And right. you probably won't kill me back, uh, <laughs> which is the ideal. But
0: uh, yeah. And if, but if, It seems like a lot of people are going with the don't summon grand strategy and as we've talked in the past grand strategies are extra important depending Mm -hmm. on uh, you know what meta you're in or who's writing the tournaments Mm -hmm. Uh, and so given that I know they're not going to use these points to summon uh, because it would be a three point loss um, and potentially tournament points uh, once you hit 36 I don't care how many depravity points you have it's Ah. fine and uh, see, I there's...
1: Think. Oh, yeah. you got to check. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll run to this, but if I don't catch this we you're thinking, Matt, you you jump right in. But I'm going to say that's the rub, though, Miles, because 36 is the floor. It's not the ceiling. You oh. know, if you get there real quickly, and I get more, you can still use the excess of summon demon. Just manage around maintaining the 36 so you have your global buffs. And then it's even worse, because you're summoning but, all these demons with buffs. Exactly. But that's my point, and is that
0: m- most people are using the don't summon grand strategy, summon nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. And oh, that's um, that's the trap. That's the easy entry yeah. trap, right? So that's the yeah. one you want to use while you're learning the book. The okay. other one, which is just have 36 by the end of the battle, is ah, so attainable gotcha. that that's it's exactly it. just done. So but where so we go. you choose
1: that one, basically? Yeah, so
2: like, the, yeah. the non-summoning one is great um, when you're learning the <coughs> army, and I would entirely recommend that because it forces you to start learning how to gain those points Right. Mm -hmm. And keeping them at a certain level. And then, and then what it does is it teaches you how to um, see how much you can get after that. Right. Once you've gotten anything after that, the summoning is kind of cheap for the book. So, um, you know, and all the units now kind of stand up on their own. I'm running a heavy Twin Souls Mm -hmm. um, list still and pair them with the Lord of Hubris and uh, Lord of Pain. And they will just eat through
0: anything you need, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, uh, in my handful of games against them, they've hit. Uh, and granted, I'm doing my strategy of always choosing the uh, the D6 uh, depravity points.
1: Um, them. Yep, yep. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, they've always hit 36 by turn two.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because you're helping them.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but... <laughs> Go with the mortal
2: wounds because you can shrug them, right? And you can heal. I'd say if you're gonna go up against Slanesh, that would be an easy thing if you're playing Nurgle or Slaves to Darkness. You know, if we're gonna throw it at a character, just tank the mortals and then force me as your opponent to have to grind you down. If see, if you're see, already I in actually, a place where you can grind down, then you should sure. be able to shrug it, right? Sorry, cut you I see
0: I feel like I was taking so much damage anyway, so much regular damage that it because he was going to max out on depravity soon anyway right he was getting 20 depravity a turn just from the mm-hmm. just from the combat right Um, no. where so like he's gonna hit the max anyway i might as well help him along and then just not take whatever it is 30 d say 30 d3 mortal wounds so maybe that's the strategy there is yeah until he hits the 36
2: yeah take the mortals then once yeah. he hits the 36 have at it. Give, him, what give him whatever
1: he wants, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think for sure, you know, because I think you'd <laughs> preface this, Miles, with whoever you were playing was doing the strap. Yeah. Just don't use it. Then it is like at a certain point. You can basically force him to dump three whole victory points by ever trying to summon something. Yeah. But in the version that Matt was talking about, where they just get a 36. No, then it's, it's, there's possible. much more
0: play. Yeah.
2: But and yeah. that's and that's Absolutely. the core of the book, right? It's making you have to make decisions as an opponent that will or will not hurt you and it's going to be beneficial depending on how the slanesh player plays right so
1: oh, yeah. I, that's that's the character of the book and it works so well the uh, i want to throw out one quick closing thought on mm-hmm. the book before we maybe move on to blades of coin because i know we have to do a whole bunch of book nato elements to get through in this oh, period of time but the one thing that i can't wait to do modeling wise as i try to complete my quest of painting everything from the from the battle tome which is Above 75%, I'd say. Nice. Because I sold. need... Oh, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. But <laughs> I need to make little demonette thirst trap dice holders who just hand to my opponents every time I want them to do, like, a temptation oh, yeah.
0: roll. Yeah. Like, the Danny you know, DeVito
1: ones, right? Pretty yeah. much. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I can itch you a dice in this trying time? He's <laughs> going to be in there. It's going to be, like, six five demonets and Danny DeVito. It's going to be the best
0: coverage. <laughs> love it. That'll <laughs> love be great. <laughs> Uh, so, Yeah, you can so, have them holding up a six and just uh, like they're a Sesame Street <laughs> presenter, and uh, <laughs> exactly just pop it next to the unit. So, uh, admittedly,
2: on Blades of Corn, I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't actually had time to look at the book because of Book NATO, right? So, right. so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on y'all's experience. I haven't even had time to play a game against yeah. them. I'm so sad.
1: Fair enough. I'll throw some thoughts out real quick. You know, I Go for it. played one whole game against it and you know a whole game. Whole game with the You mean knights. it, mister? Yeah, really. <laughs> and you know the funny the funny thing was, it's like, you know, I had played a lot of Blades of Corn recently part of that. So it was all used to their shenanigans and so now it's mm-hmm. all different again. So same sort of deal. Quick impressions are Blood tithe is a thing. There's a lot of nasty stuff they can do with it still. Everything seems mm-hmm. a bit better, and it's harder to hurt at range because of this like five up shrug if you're more than 12 inches from them. Um, they don't have a lot as much of a crazy technical thing going on with Scarbrand, you are know, basically consolidating in and doing like 36 mortal wounds without engagement and stuff like that. Instead, they just seem like they want to run around and hit stuff, which is fairly in tune, <laughs> you know, with the uh You know with the the general idea of corn Um, but they still got some tricks up their sleeve Uh, i i remember my opponent a great guy named alex you know doing this thing where one of the priests was able to do something to let a to do a bonus move, so basically it basically moved over everything, mm. and then was able to get where it wanted because it was, you know, the flying axe thirster. And that sort of thing seems pretty scary. And then, of course, they can still do out of sequence combats by burning blood ties, in addition to summons and things like that. Uh, and they have another one where they can just burn one and have things move. I think it's d six inches, even yep. into combat. So that can like catch stuff out pretty easily. <laughs>
2: Yeah, So they're still interacting in the hero phase then uh, with the opponent. That's great. It's just power yeah. through just like, yeah, we don't care what your face is. We're just going to do this.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah. like they got the treatment that a lot of these older, a lot of these books are getting um, when it's not like a major overhaul and it's sort of like, let's go through, we'll tidy up some of the things that were these sort of janky things that y'all were exploiting to keep this book relevant We'll yep. tidy that stuff up. We'll give you a nice quality of life upgrade uh, in terms of some allegiance abilities that are more straightforward, uh, a few stat buffs here and there, and ba- but basically we're keeping the status quo um, of this book. They want to run, they want to hit, they want to. Um, but also, I still think that there's a lot of intricate play and corn about. You know, it's always been a faction that you want to be within your bubbles. You want to make sure that you haven't overextended. Um, and I still think that's true, right? Like it's not the mindless run forward and smack it machine that everybody uh, wants it to be because of the of the lore.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's so true. I mean, uh, still a lot of that it feels like is in there. So, so I'm, I'm actually going to,
2: I'm going to counterpoint that because sure. Korn is a martial god, mm-hmm. so he's always been about, he's been about murder, but he's yeah. also about being the best army out there. He's got a battle as well as murder and blood, right? That's true. So I always thought that corn specifically was a great tactician's army. And, uh, it sounds like it's continuing that trend. Um, that's my, impression. you are, yeah. you are forcing, you know, um, area of effect abilities, et cetera, et cetera. And then having a toolkit to interrupt your opponent or, basically take control just because you want to because right. that's that's corn to me
1: you know i, I think that's true but but may, maybe part of it is like an element of corn is being chronically misunderstood right i mean at the cocktail party he's always just going on about roaring and skulls and his throne but he does have that keen intellects, cunning strategy side because of course it's war mm-hmm. right um, and I, I feel like it's got to go all the way down right i mean i'm sure like when they're in, like the camp of like you know brain cannibals trying to roast the latest captive you know someone's trying to get down to some cunning maneuvers in the strategy tent over there pushing things on the map but it must get distracting when people are always viewing you that way and they want you to come out to the feast.
0: No or, and, and perhaps perhaps it is my you know highly basic uh understanding of corn that is really the at fault here. Well you're really just thinking of them like orcs right <laughs> yeah you, you're brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so so I get it I get it makes sense yeah.
2: Orcs, and it turns is-
0: out, also are not a run for- my- blindly run forward and punch it machine. <laughs> they want <Nope>. to be, <laughs> yeah, they want to, and it's just not a good <laughs> idea. It's never a good idea.
1: Uh, <laughs> this is totally on point with the theme of the book, NATO. It's hard to know exactly where anything is falling right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, some initial impressions on corn though, is they are such a good anti magic army now. Um, five up, uh, it's they have you know spell ignores across the board, and then um. I want to say you get a blood tithe point on a five up. Anytime you ignore a spell that check out or anytime you're affected by a spell, someone uh, in the comments, let me know. Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) I'll take it. Stuff like um, Lumineth rune of um, petrification or the simulacrum of Zeench, which are AOE and the spells Are all of a sudden huge blood tithe batteries for the corn player? Good, good, needed. Needed. Um, and so yeah, just getting because uh, there's an interesting interaction where, um, the um, I want to say the and this is uh, just terrible, terrible audio. The um, the FAQ for this uh, interaction is that when you have a spell ignore, it happens right when the spell goes off. And then if it's an aura, anytime you enter the aura. Oh, that's even better. So you can walk out and walk back in and then get get the roll again to get another blood tithe point. Or you can get knocked out of combat and then pile back in. To get if it again to like get that. exactly cool. to get the blood type point. Nice. So there's lots of ways to sort of uh use and I don't know if they'll FAQ it a second time or whatever, but th- that seems to be the, the um the intention. Uh and, and I don't know if, if thinking about it many harder, like uh if I would have come up with a, a better way to sort of handle this, uh you know, these sort of AoE endless spells uh that in is, terms of this interaction.
2: I, I a love question. that. I mean that that. That turns your uh oh man, I can't remember the name of the ranking file guys. Um, uh,
0: blood, blood warriors, no, no,
2: no, the even the even worse guys, the even less
0: good guys. So, the uh, blood men, the blood, the blood, the blood blues, men, the bleebida blas, the of blue blues. Uh, uh
2: oh, no, I forgot their blood, blood, yeah, they're all the same. Blood Reavers, we know, uh, it oh, there artists. it is. So, okay, so that turns them into a if you're up against anything, um, let's say you're up against Lumineth and they turn uh, Sun Metal weapons on, right? You're getting hit with a spell effect, right?
0: Um, I think they buff themselves with it. But like, you know, if you're fighting Lumineth, they're going to try to, um, you know, when uh, Total Eclipse goes off or Mm -hmm. if they try to uh, heatwave you or uh, erasure you or whatever. All of that stuff counts. And they have so many um area of effect abilities so Um, especially with rune the rune of petrification being so popular
2: so that really just brings in like blood reavers again is those massive generating uh pieces because now you can Mm -hmm. get it when they die like normal which is all they're really good for um and then i can see as long as you're within an area of effect um in combat right let's say you start combat in an area of effect the rune of petrification or um uh, what are they called? Uh, basically any spell, maybe even a horror ghast right? Sure. Um, get yourself knocked out of combat. You pull, let, let your opponent go first, pull yeah. your model. So you're out of the area of effect after you've already triggered it, then pile mm-hmm. back in, trigger it again. Then you can just add infinitum. Start just using reavers to just be like, no, exactly. Um, and
0: I'm I'm really interested to sweet. see what this does to the meta. Well, obviously we're, we're in book NATO, so who who will we'll never know. Um, yep. Uh, at least not right now. But uh, you know those uh, meta watch articles keep coming out, seemingly every three months, and uh, Zinch and Lumineth keep being at the top over over their magical fifty five percent threshold.
1: I still I think, need to
0: look at those lists and see why.
1: I think it's going to change. I think it's going to yeah. change. There might actually be a fun, like, separate topic for one of these. Like, where, where, where is the magic, right? Let's yep. talk about, like, these, these top formulas. And I know that some other people have, like, looked at the builds there, which are pretty common and, like, the cool mm-hmm. things they do. And I've run into at least some of it myself, which is an interesting experiences. So we could have a chat on at least our impressions. But yeah, I digress.
0: <laughs> but uh also uh that's gonna be uh, pushing the meta in that same uh that same direction to continue with our book NATO is the Osssiarc Bone Reapers and the Null Myriad Subfaction.
2: Mm, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, still
1: doing now, the ignore magic thing, because I
0: yes. Book, yes, exactly.
1: Um I haven't read
0: it either, so that's a <laughs> really great uh <laughs> womp, womp 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 I know um,
1: <laughs> let me tell you what I've garnered from the cover yeah the
0: um, they also have a five up spell ignore <laughs> armor army wide uh, is effectively the uh, the short version of it well it's uh, it's almost even
2: better uh, so <laughs> you can roll a dice each time a friendly null myriad unit holy within nine inches of a friendly null myriad mort- mortisons or arcan is affected by a spell on a two plus you ignore the effects of that spell oh so they can get they can get uh some players pretty salty about it but again that's that's a command ability right um no it's just an area it's their uh what do you call it
1: oh nice their subfaction.
2: i got you wait that's
1: on every unit does two up ignore spell effects
2: only within nine inches of uh null myriad mortison or arcan is a two plus ignore which is really good
1: I miss the Mortison or Arkan requirement there, but that's still really strong. I mean, that build would shut down entire other builds. That's like a hard counter.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a couple of different ones. I'm still always going to be about the stallion lords because rerolling charge rolls just means all of your um, all of your RDP is going to be oh just uh, CP really now. good. Yeah, but I'm still going to call it RDP because you get so much of it. Um and then the OG
1: term for CP now.
2: <laughs> and then Mortis Praetorians get to um do a reply charge if somebody finishes a charge within 12 minutes, 12 inches of a unit. Nice. Um and then I think Petrifex Elite is gonna be low key the the winners. Um they always have been. Just because the Hecatos and uh the Gothazar Harvester. Are going to be subtracting one uh, from damage uh, by Ooh. any successful attack, um, and it's not the full army, but it's they're they're really good now. Yeah. So it's something I would wa- I would want to see. Um, and then how <laughs> how they're going to blow your mind is they just get a uh, a CP essentially uh for basically uh three or more you get one cp if there's three or more friendly osteoac bone reapers you get two cp if there are five or more and you get three cp and that's extra command points outside
0: of the one the two that you get the potentially three that you get at the beginning of the game Mm -hmm. or the beginning of the battle round yep and
2: uh so they still have exploding sixes but the cool thing is they can just straight up um they have like a full page of command abilities that you can use, and there's no restriction
0: on those. So uh, they so it, have finally. So you can't use all-out defense more than once, but you can use the special Bone Reapers ones as many times as you want.
2: Yep. So you can have an entire line uh, retreat and still charge. That's exciting. You can uh, you can heal up the D three wounds over and over and over uh you can you can do an insane insane amount of tactical stuff um and they're they're pretty good uh they've always been kind of that attrition grind blender army Mm -hmm. with a couple of really good scalpels um and i think they've kind of notched that up a little bit and just balanced everything gone are the days of the insane like one plus feeling army of uh you know second edition Not that they were, but it felt like a one-up save, right? When there was no rend anywhere. Um, Gone are those days, but they've really balanced it out in that you're not just... You you are an anvil, but you're an anvil with options. Mm -hmm. So there's no no reduction uh, to the way that the army can play by playing within third anymore. Now it has the full advantage of all of the command abilities and its own like slew, slew of a toolkit and the extra yeah. command points to do. I
0: actually I really like that they've done this and they've merged the RDP with the actual command points. Um, because it makes this book a little bit more future proof to the edition change, you know, as we move into the next edition or next THB, if they change command points a significant amount. Mm-hmm. Um or the ability, the standard set of abilities that you have. Maybe we'll go back to rerolling ones. I don't know. Pro- I hope not. But I you, hope not. <laughs> you know, um, you could imagine. Um, there, this book will not get lost in the dust. They will still have access to all of that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah and that, use it the same amount point. that everybody else can. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, good good impressions there, guys, on our friends over at OCR Bone Reaper Land. But what about the other? death that came out concurrently the soul blight grave lords another so, element of the nato
2: um apparently it's it's a sleeper book um i've had a chance to look through the only things that concern me which is my four and one four one vampire list that i'm always running with all the black nice. knights two zombie dragons uh neferata and the white lord mm-hmm. and um you know i'm starting to get messages like hey are you gonna run that um because now it's insanely terrifying uh, yeah, before before that was in army that um, it was it was usually my game to lose and that's no offense to my opponents but the way that the book works and the way that the army was built it almost kind of played itself um, okay and that's fair and I, I generally don't like playing that style because you know it's um, it can be a little cruel. Well, that list is now extremely cruel because <laughs> everything <laughs> has gotten everything has gotten the bump that it needed. Um, you know, dragons are a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. Um, Nephi is insanely good. Black knights now throw uh, two dice uh, on the charge per each model, and a five and up that's a mortal wound. So you can see see how insane that list is, is now, um, I'm actually kind of afraid to take it to tournaments because I really don't want to
0: be that guy. (laughs) Um, but just do it once just to say you did it and then you can quietly retire it. (laughs) You're, you're
1: allowed to, because you did it before it was cool, right? This is like,
0: yeah, but now it's
1: cool. Now I can't touch it. uh, I have like, no, you're the hipster who had this record, but no one knew the band. You can play it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you Matt, you can dance if you want to. I, you can leave but your I'll leave my behind. friends behind. I'll leave <laughs> them charge behind. Charge
1: knights. Yeah. <laughs> I give them the frights. <laughs> With a white king close behind. There you are. Here we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well uh, done. I'm gonna throw a thought out on the Soul Blights. I love it. I know people have seen the sleeper book and there's some changes, but going to be the countercultural person here and say that maybe it's because i have 180 of them plus sitting there ready to go but i think zombies got even better and they're awesome now okay. and it's because so, they've totally worked them done yeah Dropping yeah the mic. so
2: break, break it down break it down i haven't been able to look at the zombies yet um because i haven't gotten my book yet i've just seen what the <laughs> the uh screen caps were and people talking about a couple units but um i also have an insane amount of zombies and skeletons um, and it felt bad having them throw mortals uh, on sixes in the older book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
2: are they still doing that?
1: No, well, yes, conditionally, but here, here's kind of the differences, and I think why they're so much better. So, it's so, so kind of make my point with it. But, you know, they used to be, right, like you could move around, they consolidate in like six, kind of like the lurch into combat thing. And they mm-hmm. got a six to hit, they would do a mortal wound. And that was nice. You could build an army around that. It was fun. Um, now, They are substantially better in actual combat rather than having one attack at like five up, five up, no-rand. It's two attacks base at five up, four up, no-rand. Still bringing zombies back like they used to on a two-up if they kill something. Mm -hmm. But their big change is they – while they no longer consolidate six into combat, they no longer automatically do mortals on a six. If they die on a five-up, they reflect a mortal wound back on whatever killed them. That's better. Dangerous speed bumps. Yeah. And of of course in combat, but like you have that going for you now and you kind of combine that with a couple other things and it starts to get crazy. Mm -hmm. One, you know, when you bring back stuff, you know. With, like, the other, I forget what it's called, but they're bringing back zombies or whatever dead or some of the units ability it is. You know, now you don't have to just like show up nine inches away from gravesites and enemies and and with new heroes. It can be up to only three inches away. So you can drop them like right in front of things and make people fight them, take objectives, create speed bumps, whatever. Um, And it also doesn't happen like kind of rarely once in a blue moon, only once in your turn, maybe increasingly with the better odds of things have died it happens pretty reliably in a three up in your turn and another four up in your opponent's turn so things can come back all the time the recyclable potential is high which makes zombies doing this stuff three inches away and becoming death speed bombs like really good if you have a lot of them yeah combine that with the fact that if you do actually need these things to survive or punch a bit harder the corpse cards now project an aura of giving them back that six Creates a mortal wound bonus, so they're good again with more attacks, by the way. You can give attacks to everything with nearby vampires, not even as a command ability, just for free, so mm-hmm. that I can go to zombie hordes too. And last but not least, there's pretty easy ways to give 5-up ward save rather than 6-up ward save for deathless minions to these zombies, and there's one way you can give a 4-up to a unit with overlapping aura. So you're have an overlapping 4-up ward save 60-man blob of zombies, or 40-man if the spacing's too tight.
2: That sounds like so, an investment probably in points, but probably something nobody's wanna gonna, going to want to attack, right?
1: Yeah, and I don't know, at least from my perspective, it just seems fun because when you want them to die for like recycling potential or to become speed bumps, you just take them out of the auras and put them in need to go. If you need to castle up or make something like a bad target, you can kind of do that too. <laughs>
0: nice 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 that sounds so fun i love i love zombies i love it when they show up again and you know you're always like oh yeah that's right they are they are in this game you know (laughs) i mean it's funny because they were they were
2: pretty heavy in the meta around here Mm um like there were at least two or three players that were like okay we're just gonna do um oh what's their name Graveguard and um, Graveguard and zombies. Yeah, Graveguard and zombies and have fun is like some of the guys get brought back. by... I think it was Torgullus.
0: Um and and that was basically huh? I was can't. It. That was I it. can't handle the amount of uh, named characters in the Soulblight book. There, there is quite a bit. Um, it's like a, a hard cap on my brain. Oh, I'm fine with it. It <laughs> kind of brings back
2: the feel of the OG book that had so many so yeah. many different ones and it's the only one it it's not the only one but it's one of the few books that feels like it's still retained its warhammer fantasy battle um mm-hmm.
1: origins and feel. Yeah. yeah
2: so i i i love that um but it i i i do think it's going to be one of, it's what is it it's it's one of those dependable workmen's army right mm-hmm. and it always has been and now it's just it seems like it's going to be even better, and actually, actually, fully put both feet in this edition instead of the nice. previous book, which was half in both. Right? Gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah. It had one foot in the grave of the old edition. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll be here all week.
2: <laughs> oh, all the pain. And uh, then we've got we've got lizard wizards,
0: which yeah. Which, if the, if the rumors are to be believed, are just full of janky nonsense, just like they
1: always were. Yeah. So nothing has changed. Nothing <laughs> has What's changed. Stability. I uh... was
2: I was hoping we would not have an update and they could just not show up on the table for a couple of months. But no. No. Nope. We have to have these beautiful new models that even I want to buy now.
1: It's it is it's funny. It's funny, right? I mean, I don't know what have you guys heard. All I know is some croak stuff, and that's basically. I mean, hearsay. I
0: just want to say before we even get into the book, like it has been wild to see their precipitous drop in the meta in the meta watch rankings. Like they went from an army that was consistently at the top and destroying people's faces to one of like they they were below cruel boys. That's how like if you good like, you know. Good. Or maybe it was the T Sports ranking. I don't know. Whatever. I look at a lot of stats.
2: I have a grudge against that army. I don't
0: <laughs> good. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, so there's one good one. Uh I think it's been making the rounds on the internet, which is uh there's a slam spell where you can summon a unit of Sorus from anywhere on the board to within nine inches of the slam and it it has no uh range for enemy units, so you can summon them directly into combat if you need to. And it's designed to be that sort of like It's telling that story of, you know, the the summoning the defenders to to help the Mm slant. The problem is, is that there's no wording about range to enemy models. uh, And it uses the term range to mean the range from the slant where you can set the models back up. Which means things like the astrolith bearer extends that range. The spell portal extends that range. You know, like, so now all of a sudden you can just set up Soros Warriors from anywhere into combat, uh, anywhere within 18 inches of a spell or nine inches of a spell portal.
1: I know you're concerned by this. Yes. But let me play (laughs) devil's advocate, because as we all know. This game is about supporting the narrative. And yeah. there's space wizards who imagine their old dinosaur friends fighting the enemy. All yeah, they no. <laughs> have to do is, with their all-powerful frog minds, imagine that combat going off in the distance. Doesn't matter whether it's half a mile away.
2: So I, I can safely say um, I've already received questions about that book. Yeah. Uh, for the upcoming Hawkwim tournament in June. <laughs> and I'm already like. I'm pretty sure they're going <laughs> to fac it by then. Yeah. But um, you know, <laughs> if they don't, I don't like lizard. Men. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to separate myself from the entirety of this equation mm. and go ask the TO community what they think so that <laughs> you get a foot. Cause they already know. I'm like, fuck this army and everything about their <laughs> lives. Like this army is too good in every iteration it's had just for me. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, no, like it, I, I really hope that they find some kind of balance with this book because Seraphon are a problem. They've always been a problem in that they are either too good or are they, or they're just absolute, like, why would anybody play this? Right. Mm -hmm. um and as an opponent um seraphon spent so much time setting up all of this here's a token for this here's a token for that like if you if you have a player who like writes down their tokens and sets them there for you like an absolute scholar as they should you know like that uh, i love it when opponents do that but just watching somebody make those decisions for a good 15 minutes. Oh of no, the they're turn are, they're a
0: brain melter army. Is the worst.
2: Yeah. It's it makes lumineth seem easy with some of the spell like overlapping casting and stuff. Yeah, so cause, I, I cause at least
0: just have that figured out. Or I've been playing a lot against Zinch, and like the, the nice like the Zinch uh, hero phase takes forever, but at least everyone just has the one spell that they came with, and that's the spell you're gonna cast you know like largely speaking yeah. you know there's a handful of times that that's not true but like the magister casts the magister spell the mm-hmm. ogre- the ogroid casts the ogroid spell you know like the blue yeah. scribes yeah. they cast the blue scribe <sighs> spell all the little Arcanites cast the Arcanite spell. They you know, each like, have their
1: thing, and it's relatively referenceable on the War Scrolls. So it's like, okay, I see what's on. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, there is some, you know, when you get into Lords of Change and that kind of thing, there's a little bit more variability. But mm-hmm. half the time, you're just casting a spell to get the point. So, like, whatever. Mystic Shield. Like, uh, you know, Arcane Bolt. Do it, Do the thing. I roll. I just want to roll dice. Let me pick a spell that doesn't have any targetable things just so I get the summoning point. Yeah.
2: And like and and by definition like armies in the hero phase that are heavy on casting, you know, do, you know, those turns last longer. I think mm-hmm. for me the biggest pain point with Seraphon is that every one of their phases lasts the longest because they're <laughs> equally balanced and they have so much crap going on in each of them. And so you're basically if you're if you're playing against a Seraphon army, you're Essentially, expecting to give up time to watch them play, right? Yeah. And for me, that's just not a fun or interactive experience. Plus, if you're in a if you're in an actual like top table environment, you probably want a chess clock at that point.
0: Sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I have been practicing myself uh, for upcoming events just to be able to be able to participate in those chess clock games and not be thrown the curveball.
2: Oh, it's great! It's great practice.
0: That's fair. Uh but, uh but yeah, that brings us to the end of the book NATO. Yeah. Will will there the be end? more Book NATO? I don't know. I we well, we're, we're about to come into this weekend Warhammer Fest. We know there's a bunch of teasers. Um, you know, I saw, I saw um, a constellation of orcs, which say, seems incredibly exciting for reasons elves, that, yeah. I want some dark elves, make some um, evil elves. so we know there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be lots of, uh, stuff shown off there. That'll be exciting. And, um, I will also be there. So that's cool. I'm actually right after this podcast, I'm finishing packing and getting on a plane. So.
1: That's pretty fantastic. Maybe Man. another good opportunity to highlight that we are a two-continent three time zone podcast. So we yes, have, we exactly. have eyes and ears and occasionally models many places. <laughs> exactly.
0: So uh yeah, if you uh if you listen to this in time and are in Manchester this weekend, I don't know. That seems improbable, even with Matt's incredibly speedy mixing. Uh come say hi. You know, I'll have my absolute acid trip of a Nurgle army. Uh, and we will be trotting it to victory. Uh, it's a very slow trot that we do. It's-, <laughs> it's it's a gorgeous army. If you have a chance, go ahead and go look at it.
2: You'll see it from a mile away. It's giant yeah. Technicolor Dream army. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, one day this matter will settle. But for now... So, relying to all this is who knows who you're going to see miles so have a chance to have fun experiment with some stuff uh it probably won't be that everything is super dialed in yet though i'm sure people have been probably big branding this stuff already sure
2: <laughs> most definitely
1: and Bunch of tryhards
0: out there on the internet
1: yeah kill, kill <laughs> them good Guys that is the plan about games like they know them exactly
0: podcasts <laughs> what fools <Those laughs> silly podcast people <laughs> sounds good uh, well, with that, I think it's a great place to call it a day. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember to strike last. Uh, come say hi at Warhammer Fest. Uh, was there anything
1: else? I think striking last—we already covered, but can't can really cover be emphasized. That. Can't be emphasized too much.
0: Yeah. So, like, so remember to strike last.
1: Yeah.
0: I got the last word.